WBNE. Howdy, Oaks. Before we get started, we want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by all the wonderful people who support us on Patreon. We even have a new patron this week. Sydney King has come back. We love you, Sydney. Uh, and we, we thank you so, so much for, for rejoining our Patreon. Patreon's this fantastic service. If somehow you don't know about it, if this is your first time listening to this show, it is the number one best way to support Bacon and Eggs. Basically, it's a voluntary subscription service where you choose an amount of money that's comfortable for you, and you make a monthly pledge to donate to to the uh, to the old cause. And uh, in return, you get bonus content and bonus episodes and whatnot. Uh, and it's all through our Patreon. So you, there's a link for it in the description. You can check it out. It's a really simple and easy-to-use service. It's at patreon.com slash eggs. If you like it, it would mean a lot to me if you checked it out. And uh, we appreciate all that uh, you do to support us. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for donating. And let's get on with the show. Howdy, Oaks, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Edgehill. And today we're spinning the web. Or maybe we're just wrestling. So fall in love with the girl next door. And save New York. Because today we're bringing you... Spider-Man. Spider-Man. You've seen that TikTok that's like, uh, I think it's it's... Kingpin from uh, from Into the Spider Verse, and he's just like, it's not always about the money, Spider Man. You know what it is about the Mets, baby. Go Mets! Yeah, love the Mets. Hit a home run. Love the Mets, baby. Go Mets! All right, I have not seen that TikTok, but you bringing that up, literally the first thing that I was going to say was going to be about the Mets. Really? Yes, the guy that throws the like crowbar at Green Goblin is like, you mess with one of you in New York, you mess with all of New York, is wearing New a York. Mets hat. A Mets hat. Love the Mets, baby. Go Mets. Go Mets. It's, I it's think like all Mets, over my For You page. I don't know why. I, I thought you were going to be like, listen, Spider-Man, it's all about berries and cream. No, no, it's not. <laughs> it just it's, it's an unadulterated ripoff of Wilson Fisk. Uh, not always about the money, Spider-Man. Uh, I think the Mets. I th- I want to make a case here for the Mets. I'm a national. I'm a Nationals guy. I'm a Red Sox guy. I like. I like the idea of the Dodgers, but yeah. the the thought of watching a team based out of California stresses me out. Okay. Uh. But the Mets, man, did you see the TikTok I sent the other day where Wario was like, if there's one thing I hate, it's Mario. But if there's one thing I love, it's the Mets, baby. And it's like Wario dancing in a Mets hat. It's probably the I same guy the, that made the Wilson probably. Fisk TikTok. I think the Mets are on the up and up. Yeah, think, a lot of people and a lot of New Yorkers have been trying to convince me of that for the last since I've been alive. I think um, the Mets might be the team because it's not the Yankees, right? Like cheering for the Yankees, like cheering for the Cowboys. It's like, ugh, you know what I mean? Can't be the Yanks. This movie was directed by Sam Raimi, released on May third, two thousand two, seven thousand eighty-one days ago. Got a one hundred thirty-nine million dollar budget and made eight hundred twenty-five million dollars at the box mm-hmm. office. Got a ninety percent critic rating and a sixty-seven percent audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes and a seventy-three on Metacritic. And Tyler, I know for damn sure that you do not have a positive review for this movie pulled up. So I'm going to read you a review from Anita Schmaltz of the Detroit Metro Times. And, and and this is just so 
dated this review. Anita Schmaltz says, maybe having such a big budget and being able to afford so many computer effects, which aren't so hot anyway, crippled the creativity of this film. Ugh. Imagine saying that today about a superhero movie that cost $139 million. They'd be like, how did they get it done with so little money? It's incredible. With such with such little how did they how did they capital. pay how did they pay Toby Maguire $75 million? <laughs> and do the rest of this. Honestly, if this cast was in a movie today, I think Willem Dafoe would probably be pretty cheap, but like James Franco and Toby Maguire would not be coming to this movie for less than $50 million. Are you kidding top. me? Tobey Maguire, I think, would do this movie for a, like a bag of M&M's. He was, he was in Gatsby, which we thought was great, but apparently... And a lot of people didn't. Yeah. Uh, I guess James Franco would probably do this on the cheap cheap. Yeah. I don't know. And Kirsten Dunst is worth Cheers. literally nothing. Rosemary she hasn't done Harris? anything in a decade. How are you going to get... How are you going to get Octavia Spencer was in this. So there's uh, yeah. your Octavia budget. Spencer and, and Elizabeth Banks, I think, are your <laughs> highest gets. <laughs> Maybe J.K. Simmons. And Joe Manganiello. Uh, the guy that plays Flash. Yeah. He's a Is big he somebody? He's in a lot of stuff. He's, he's he? in a lot of like fandom, like, le- like, a le- like a level deeper than we are type stuff. Yeah, you get Octavia uh, Spencer and Elizabeth Banks to star in a Marvel movie these days. And you're like, wow. That was a get, guys. That was incredible. <laughs> that was a movie. Uh, he, All right, give me a positive um, review, and then give me a you review. So I've got a review here from, uh, let's see. I've got a lot here. Ooh, Lee Patch at the Herald Sun in Australia says, <laughs> Spotty man. <laughs> a cast perfectly, a perfectly cast Toby Maguire leads from the front with a surprisingly textured performance for a blockbuster. And to back up, he receives some co-stars, Kirsten Dunst and Willem Dafoe, and the electric direction of Sam Raimi is equally effective. 3.5 out of 5 stars. You couldn't, from- you couldn't hold on to Australian there. Like, no, I know. You can hold Just your liquor names. better than that. The names threw me you, off. You, you started sort of Australian and ended up like, on behalf of the Peaky Blinders. <laughs> <laughs> on behalf of the... Do you fear death, Jack Sparrow? Do you fear death, Peter Parker? <laughs> Do you fear death, Peter Parker? Uh, here's my overall consensus on Spider-Man. Your, your overall as- consensus. <laughs> yeah. Internal, like my overall feelings on how this movie fits into the greater Spider-Man universe, which I would say covers the eight films that have come out since, including this one, since this one. So the three eight of films, these, the two, yeah, three Raimi's, two Garfield. I'm sorry, the seven films, seven films, two Garfields, two Toms, and then Spider Verse. Spider Verse, yeah. Is that eight or seven? I that's can't eight. Count eight. Yeah. Okay, um, I would say that you have in this movie fantastic filmmaking i could i don't know that i could rank them i think if i did this would be number four overall like just off the top of my head you've got spider verse uh spider-man 2 uh 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 uh, the first homecoming and then this okay so on Um, on a scale zero to a hundred we can get into the finer points here in a minute but 90 90 90 yeah oh boy um Man, I got I got a, I got bad news for you. <laughs> you don't like this one. No, no. Uh, this is a fifty-five. Um, uh, hard disagree. This is this is like the ramshackle bastard offspring of like the first Michael Keaton Batman and Ten Things I Hate About You, with about 
half the grace, a quarter of the punchlines, and zero of the seal. I did not enjoy seal. this movie. Yeah, seal did the kiss for a rose music video for for Batman. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were also no seals in it, which is like a weird metric to score movies by. But like, I think Happy Feet's probably like the best movie ever. Then there are seals in that. Could be. I think. What so. movie has the most seals? I I don't want to look that up right now, but. Um, yeah, this is right down there with tell like Talladega Nights and Emperor's New Groove for movies that I think I probably should have just never watched again. I, I really? thoroughly See, I thoroughly did not enjoy this. Um for most of it, it's so there's no fun here whatsoever. Um it is not fun at I any disagreed. part. It's depressing. It's uh there's like existential dread baked in. And they, these movies all have this thing that they did where they needed like the Parker family finances to be a problem. It's like they, they watched Harry Potter and they were like, man, you know what was great about Harry Potter? Ron being poor as f I don't think that's what they did because I don't think, was Sorcerer Stone even out at this point? Yeah, 2001. Huh. I think uh, they're, I did not realize this growing up, but very clearly their biggest inspiration in this was The Matrix. Okay, why do you say uh, that? Because I have no, I, I truly have no idea what you're talking about. There is a lot of that very similar. Who did the Matrix? What was their names? The brothers, but they're not brothers now. But they're uh, the Wachowskis. Uh, the Wachowskis, yes. Yeah. Wachowskis did that. They they like pioneered a lot of that bullet time film. A lot like we see it so often now that you don't even think about it. But when you compare 1999 to 2002, which is the time period we're talking about, I mean, those are like they would have left the theater from the Matrix and be like, I'm inspired, and then made. Or Sam Raimi would have, and then would have made this. Um, there's a lot of bullet time. Uh, also, Neo does the like backbend, which is That's an fair. underrated That's moment fair. from The Matrix. He does it twice. No, this this movie has its moments for sure. Um, I'll say I am this. less. I'll I say, am you, less you cannot argue with me. This is the best pay, with the exception of the opening credits, which is like it is three minutes, but it feels like ten minutes of webs and credits with okay. the exception of that this is the best paced marvel movie no it's a one of the best paced pace. this is the longest movie me? i've ever seen in my life oh my god Legitimately, it was over I, and i was like, like that's it no it was it was an hour and 15 minutes in and i was like this is the longest movie i've ever seen like it's really? so because it doesn't it doesn't get interesting for for 55 minutes when did eric banna come out hulk 2003 okay so that movie attempts to do something that fails, that this okay. movie does extremely well. Which is what? They take the comic book and bring it to the page. And what they did in I Eric Banner Hulk is, with the Angley Hulk, is they literally split the like the screen into panels. And it was too derivative. What they did here was at every climactic moment, they went to a new issue, which I thought they did extremely well. Like, rather than immediately addressing whatever terrible thing just happened, they would open the next scene with the Green Goblin laughing or yeah. uh, something like which I thought was very well done. I would agree with you there. Um, I think this movie gets a nostalgia bump that no other movie in the world gets. Um, yes. This, this is, is the nostalgic movie from my childhood. This feels like... like this. We are... Almost three times closer to or further away from Iron Man being released than Iron Man was from this. Yes. And that, that was, doesn't feel possible. that was six years. It was three years until Batman Begins came out. Yeah. But we didn't see. I didn't see Batman Begins until. No, you didn't. But it was there. Right. You have to like at some point you have to stop giving this movie that 20, 30 point bump just because you like Spider-Man. 
Like it, this is not a good movie. This is this this was sad. It was not. Fu- I didn't have any fun watching this at all. I, I I had no fun. Um, I was I was like depressed. You know, I I gotta watch for. Uh, like I said, they 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 needed to make finance as a character for some reason, which I always think is weird. And they continue to do it for the rest of these movies because there's that awful scene in the second one where uh, they like deny Aunt May for the um, to like refinance her house, and they're like, "But we have my husband's life insurance." And Joel McHale from Community is like, "Yeah, I don't give a fuck about your life insurance." And then she's like, "Well, at least we can get the free toaster." And she's like, "And he's like, uh, actually, the toaster for people that have money. Sorry, suck it." And it, it just the like it, thing. Exists to this day with banks, though, that like they'll make some if you deposit ten thousand dollars into your account on day one, then we'll give you a hundred dollar bonus. Like, but like I felt ooh. awkward as and uncomfortable <laughs> watching those scenes as a child. Um, yeah, I feel that. Like and so it's it's the, the opposite of what Pixar does, right, where they try to put cool, funny jokes in to make the movie cool for adults. Uh, and, and instead, they're like, you know what adults want to know about uh, uh, p- other people being poor. That's what they want to hear about. That'll make that'll make the adults into this. It's 2002, man. We just had the worst tragedy in American history. They, they did a real pick me up to think about somebody else being poor in New York. I don't get what this movie is going for at all. I like we're bolstered by a performance from J.K. Simmons that I love and a performance from Willem Dafoe that I find myself less infatuated with over time. Honestly, not his oh, fault I though. I think it's the disagree. writing. I think it's the writing. The script I think- here. The script here. I did not like. Just I think the direction the direction from Sam Raimi is better than the script from whoever wrote it, which I think is also Sam Raimi. The direction is fantastic. And the camera work. There are so many camera moments in this film. And I'll think of two specifically because they're small scenes that I think you will even respect with your highfalutin. Uh, if it's not the the lighthouse featuring... Uh, Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe then it's not cinema that's not Uh, how I feel in any way and I've never said that I've never made that claim Uh, there are two instances that I love the way Sam Raimi uses mirrors in this movie okay the first one is when Peter wakes up and he he's there's two things here one he's superimposed onto somebody else's body and you cannot tell which I think is well done for 2002 Uh, two the way that they they the way they teach the audience that Peter can see without his glasses to me is a filmmaking decision that was like, that was cool. Where they put the glasses in front of the lens and it gets blurry and they pull it down and it gets in focus. Uh, to me, that was like, oh, that's cool. That's a That's a neat little trick. And you just taught me everything I needed to know without any words, without yeah, Toby Maguire having to say, oh, I can see now. And then the next one that I love is later on in the film when Willem Dafoe is unraveling and he's learning that Norman and the goblin are not the same person, but they are. And so he's talking to the goblin in the mirror, but you can still see Norman. Yeah. Like, I think it would have been very easy to make the mirror a screen and have them have a conversation. But the fact that you can still see the camera set up behind Norman and you can still see that he is the one saying everything, but he's also kind of like having that that unbelievably well done. It's good. It, there, there are great moments like that. And then there's the scene where he first learns to use the spider web powers. Yes. And go web, go. The cam, the cam, no, it's not even that. It's not the writing. Like that, that, that's a that's a charming scene that I remember to this day. It's the the camera work there is horrendous. I mean, they've got Tobey Maguire like running sideways in front of like a like an old driving screen like they used to use yeah. back in the old movies. Yeah. Like it's it's <laughs> awful. That scene where he he like 
jumps to the other building and like the camera's over top of him and we see as he bends backwards and you see it's horrible. It's horrible. Every time, all the dialogue shots are like, uh, like Peter Jackson bad uh, every time two characters are talking to each other and like Mary Jane's constantly looking over her shoulder and like making weird faces into the camera and I have to hear Kirsten she, Dunst talk um, I don't know why you hate Kirsten Dunst so much because she's so bad at acting she, so she's there, so moment, bad at acting every line she says in this movie where they say where she goes they told me to get acting lessons and I was like yeah probably for the best yeah, her, her, her facial expressions are just like I'm like, I'm sitting there watching this video. I'm like, they let this person play Marie Antoinette, a queen. And yeah. she's just like, listeners, I'm making the Kirsten Dunst face where she's just uh, the whole time. I did think there's, there's a, a funny moment. So I think it is important to note that Batman Begins comes out in 2005. Batman plus Robin with George Clooney came out in 1997, which is only five years removed from this. That was so better like, than this. No, it was not. Don't you dare. Don't oh, the you Clooney, dare. Yeah, the Clooney one, no. Sorry. Yeah, no. No, it's not. The yeah. Kilmer one is better than this. People can for sure. You can have anybody can forever with Jim, they Carrey, want. with Jim Carrey and Tommy Lee Jones better. But this is better than like Superman three. Yeah. When people talk about campy, I think of Keaton. No, not Keaton Batman, not Burton Batman. Do I think of Burton Batman? I think yeah. of the Superman films. I don't think of this. This to me, you don't get Iron Man without this. Uh, I think you do. I think you. Do. I truly think you do. I don't think you get Iron Man without Daredevil. I think you get Iron Man without this. No, you don't get Iron Man without this. And you don't. But you do get. You don't get Iron Man without Spider-Man 2. Well, yeah, but you don't That's get Spider-Man 2 That's a properly good this. movie. Uh, and you don't get... But you do get... This is the interesting one. Regardless of all those, The Dark Knight would have happened. Yes. And you don't get Iron Man without The Dark Knight. It was the same year. Sorry, you don't get Iron Man without Batman Begins. Oh, I think you do. I don't think John Favreau even saw Batman Begins. I'm certain he did. Certain he did. <laughs> I'm certain he did, but... <laughs> When they were like, yeah, Sam just finished these three movies and then Christopher Nolan made a Batman movie. We've tapped you to make this obscure superhero film. <laughs> right. But but they clearly had to be like, look, you're allowed to write it good like Christopher Nolan did. Like you're allowed to hire somebody to write it good. Yeah. You can have actors say lines that don't sound awful. I don't know. I was yeah. so disappointed. This. I literally when it's when it came on, I was like, ah, yes, I get to sit down and watch a movie that I know I like. And oh, then, that was my experience, and then I enjoyed it for two hours. And then 30 minutes in, I'm just like, I am sad, uh, and I still have to watch Uncle Ben die. Like, I'm I'm very sad about all this. Like, I don't need to watch MJ's dad abuse his wife. Like, I don't need to watch any of this. It, there, there's None of this is required to make a superhero movie, okay? None of it. None of what happens for the first hour of this. The movie gets good when he puts the, 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 the mask on and does the montage when they're like interviewing people about Spider-Man. That's a good scene. That's when the movie gets good. And that's 58 minutes into the movie. Say Jonah Jameson shows up at like the one hour mark. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's this movie is, is weird until then. It's painful to watch. It's sad. It's depressing. It's exactly like the Santa Claus. This is better than the Santa Claus. Yeah, it is. But it, it, it occupied that same brain space for me. Like I was just sad watching it. I just, I guess I wasn't sad. I think, I don't know. There's a funny moment. This is what I want to talk about in terms of campy. There's a funny moment very early on where they're at the museum and they're touring the spider exhibit and Peter points out to Harry, hey, that's the world's largest electron microscope on the East Coast. Why is this in the spider exhibit? <laughs> so they can look at spiders. They can look at spider, spider DNA. electrons. They can look at spider DNA. 
You don't need an electron microscope for that. You need a much less powerful microscope for that. Maybe. What do you know about microscopes? I know that cells are much larger than than atoms, <laughs> which are much larger than electrons. Is that what an electron microscope is, though? You're 100 percent certain. I would think, and I could be wrong, but I would think if you have an ele- if you have the largest electron microscope on the East Coast, which is like, why can't it be the largest one in America? I don't or in they, the world. Because they why because it's 2001, Tyler or 2002. They needed to say uh, Eastern Seaboard. It was important for them to say <laughs> Eastern Seaboard. Important. They were all about They did that the same Eastern thing in Monsters, Inc. Life. the next year. They did, yeah. They were like, oh, we've got the Eastern Seaboard today. Yeah, Eastern Seaboard, coming online. And I think that was the last time I ever heard that phrase. An electron uh, microscope is, and this is what I thought it was, which is why I uh, was, was questioning your, your logic here. An electron microscope is a microscope that uses a beam of accelerated electrons as a source of illumination. To see what? Microscopic stuff. How microscopic are we talking? I, I, does, that's not the point. <laughs> yes, electron microscopes are used to investigate the ultrastructure of a wide range of biological inorganic specimens, including microorganisms, cells, large molecules, biopsy samples, metals, and crystals. This is okay. This is why I feel this way. You can look at a cell, and maybe you need maybe to get to DNA, you need the electron microscope, but a light microscope, which is like you use in like science class, but probably nicer, can magnify things up to 2,000 times. An electron microscope can magnify something 50 million times. Okay. You are so inside of something at that scale. This says 10 million, not 50 million. Well, OUMNH.OX.AC.UK, so the Oxford University Museum of Natural Ellipsis, says electron microscopes go up to 50 million times. Okay, I've got a, um, if you go to the Wikipedia page for electron microscopes, you'll see a diagram on the right side of the screen that I thought was a vacuum, like a vacuum cleaner at first. <laughs> Dang it. Okay, so if you Google what kind of microscope can see DNA, the, the like, answer on Google is electron microscopes. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it. You got me, Sam Raimi. Nineteen uh, years later. Like, you, why you, does P- okay? So you want to talk about you want to talk about garbage, such as why did uh, they need an electron microscope to look at spider DNA? I want to talk about why did we have to watch Peter be like, "You're not my father. Stop acting like it." As the last thing he ever says to Ben before Ben dies. Because you got to show that like Peter's going through. He kills yeah, a guy. Yeah, but I don't. I I I twenty eight year old Ethan Edgehill don't need to watch that in my children's comic book movie. Because I still, it doesn't matter. I know Uncle Ben's dead. Okay, when 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 Tom Holland comes on screen in 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 Spider Man, uh, uh, Homecoming, I don't need him to be like, "Oi, my, you know, my my uncle died, but they told him he wasn't my father, isn't it?" <laughs> you know, I don't I don't need that from this movie. I don't need those kind of feels from this movie. Imagine- I'm just trying to watch fucking Spider Man. I do not want existential dread. I want pictures of (laughs) Spider-Man. Okay, but you said you liked Batman Begins? Yeah. He doesn't just, like, tell... He doesn't say to his father at all that you're not my dad because he is his dad, right? Uh, That scene, less hard to watch. 100%. When the dude comes out and actually kills his parents? Oh, man. And I watched that infinitely closer to the murder of my own father than I did to this. I do have some challenging information for you, Ethan. Okay. 
September 21st, do you remember, uh, 2021, do you know how old Tommy McGuire is? Probably 45. You're close. He's 46. Yeah. Marissa Tomei is only 56. That stresses me out. Yeah. That stresses me out. Me too. I will Honestly, say. Honestly, it's I, the most disturbing thing about the, the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies that they're like, we need to make Aunt May hot. She is 26 years older than than Tom Holland. Yeah, but she's not like, like Rosemary Parker, whatever her name is, that plays May Parker, uh, looks like she's a thousand. Like Aunt May should be a thousand years old. Who was I know Aunt that doesn't May make any the- sense and they would be like, like his parents' age and not grandparents' age. Yeah, yeah, she should be within a few years of the mom. But also, or by the, the time that the uh, by the time that Tobey Maguire was in this movie, he'd already been playing a high school student for like ten years. So who was what high schooler was he playing prior to this? Pleasantville, I think that was like ninety four or ninety six with Witherspoon. Uh, he was in the Cider House Rules. Uh, he was he's been in other movies before that for sure. He was like I an established actor. Yeah, that's why it was like a big deal that he was in this. Yeah, but he was already like a high school kid in those movies, and those were way before this. He looks old in this movie, is what I'm saying. He looked old when I was, you know, eight, nine. He, in this, this is 19 years ago, and he's 46 now, so he would have been 27 in this. He looks it. He's, he's still. He looks every bit of 27. Older then than he, than Tom Holland is now. So I want to make this quick blanket statement. I have somehow ended up on administra- like school administrative TikTok. That's, that checks out. You have multiple children. I'll tell you this right now. If you work in human resources for a, an educational system, I don't know how it works exactly. Here's, I'll just say it. Do you need a high school English teacher to teach non-AP high school English? I'm your guy. I'm available. Ah, uh, but you're not qualified. All, see, this is why I bring up administrative high school TikTok in that every video is like, we have thrown qualifications out the window. Ah. As long as you have at minimum one felony, we'll hire you. Oh, I'll I go teach. High, zero, I will teach the shit out of high school English. Let's go. I have zero felonies. Bro, I'd be zero. a great high school English teacher. Are you kidding me? I would inspire the shit that. out of those kids. I can't do the AP thing, but if you want me to get like, oh my God, I need to be in a, I would, I would, I would. Goal number one: get all the kids to stand on their desk and applaud when I get fired at the end of the year. Um, yes, that's it. Goals ended. Sol, don't need them. Sols are garbage anyway. Um, I, <laughs> I need think- the kids. I when I, when they when they march me out of there when they come to get me at the end of the year and they're like, Mister Edshill, you've been uh, terminated. I'm like, yeah, I have. Let's go. And those kids are gonna stand up and cheer on top of their tables and be like, oh, captain, my captain, and I will cry. And then run out of the front of the high school and, and fist pump in the air like uh, Judd Nelson at the end of the Breakfast Club. I could do that it's, for sure. There's n- nothing lamer than Judd Nelson at the end of the Breakfast Club. I want you to know that. Yeah, right but now. if you get fired from your job as an English teacher because you inspired the hearts of dozens, you got it. All do. I need is like, I need uh, like. Uh, would I, would I like, here's the thing. School district, you have the funding. You don't have the teachers. Bring me in to teach some. Bring non- in your boys as a tag team ringer. <laughs> as like non credit bearing, like credit bearing, but non like college credit. Right, whatever. I'll teach a college credit course, but like, like a class that just any schmuck off the street could teach. And then while I'm there, because you have the funding, because you're not paying anybody, 
send me to school so that I can teach every course, every course in your school. Now, here's the oh, thing. I don't want to teach you. Hire me or Spanish. The thing I'm qualified to teach. If you hire me to teach like third grade English, you're going to have a lot of third graders reading The Catcher in the Rye. So just be aware of that going into You're going to have a lot of teachers, a lot of third graders that (laughs) hate their parents. But you know what? They'll be open. They'll be honest. They'll be they'll they'll be be the best damn third grade communicators (laughs) you've ever met. They they will talk to their siblings like you wouldn't believe. Like you wouldn't believe they will tell their brother or sister they love them every single day every single day every day they'll never tell you they love you ever again but they will say it to their siblings (laughs) then you'll be like well mr carlin that's kind of an advanced book for third graders is it because it's about the same length as the magic tree house and you know what i mean yeah so like Bring me in. Bring bring the boys in. So this is But I'm dead serious. Send me an email. <laughs> this is the best idea you've ever had. Is the right. boys teach English. <laughs> like we we gotta tag team it. Like like you take a week, I take a week back and forth. <laughs> no, we get way more deep than that. We do the Hank and John thing. We're like, I'm Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you're Tuesday, Thursday, and then we switch. Oh my god. <laughs> Brotherhood 3.0. Brotherhood 3.0. <laughs> so this is tangentially related because I'm going to say the term honor student. Okay. But I want to tell you about a car that I saw today. Now, Tyler, tell me, how do you feel about bumper stickers? I don't. I Well, I do. Sorry. I don't have bumper stickers. I don't have bumper uh, stickers either. Um, there's two very good reasons for this. One, uh, I do not want anybody to make any kind of value judgment about me based on a small piece of plastic that I keep on my car. Um, I, and I can't be trusted by that responsibility anyway. I used to have a Mitt Romney sticker on my laptop, and I clearly my ideas change frequently enough that I do not want to put a sticker on my car. Uh, second of all, I have the worst sticker anxiety ever. Um, yeah, you you have tattoos, but no stickers. I have an easier time getting a tattoo on my body than I do putting a sticker on my water bottle legitimately. That's so wild. I, I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't understand. Anyways, I, I saw a car today that had six total bumper stickers on it. Okay. And I want to tell you about these six bumper stickers on the driver's side. We had two. One of which, uh, let me hang on. One of which was a Trump Pence 2024 sticker. And the other one was a, a Punisher logo that's a Confederate flag. Okay, this is a this is a mint green Toyota Prius, by the way. That this is on. Let me be let me be very clear about Frank Castle. Frank would Castle not be a would Confederate. Vote, would vote for Bernie Sanders. Would yeah. write in. That's I, we're not getting political here. I just want you to be aware. <laughs> yeah, Bernie Sanders might be too conservative for the Punisher. <laughs> Um, and on the other side of this were three bumper stickers, one of which was uh, a, the a square that said "Young, Scrappy, and Hungry" in the straight out of Compton font. The other, ah. another one, was said uh, "My other car is a TARDIS," and the third one on this side said "Bigfoot." is f***ing your honor student. That's a good one. And in the middle, there was one of those, like, coexist fish with the legs stickers where the Toyota logo should be. So, uh, And I don't think I've ever wanted to be in a car less in my life. So, yeah, it sounds like there are two people who believe very different things. Very different. You've got an extremely rad person and an extremely should-be-in-jail person co-owning this car. Would you have a bumper sticker? (laughs) Would you get a tattoo? That says my other car is a TARDIS. Um, no. I think I'm mostly done getting words in my tattoos. Would you get a 
I got a few options for you. Would you okay. get a Dalek? Would you get a TARDIS? Would you get a bumper st- uh, a tattoo that says my other tar is a Cardis? My other tar is a Cardis. I did see a guy. Um, there's a guy on TikTok that does sticker tattoos, like tattoos that look like stickers. L- look like stickers. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, there's one that goes around that's Trogdor every now and then. And I don't. Yeah. I didn't even ever really watch that. But like I would get that. Home it looks so runner, rad. You're not a Homestar Runner guy. I, I just I, it was. I mean I, I'm not not a Homestar Runner guy. I just wasn't. It wasn't really my jam. Homestar Runner was something that your older brother showed you, and then you ran with. Yeah, and I so didn't like have an older Jonathan, brother. I just had you guys who never really right, so like adequately Jonathan, explained it. Jonathan shows you Homestar Runner, but then it becomes your obsession. Do you remember in the early days of the internet when there were like animated websites where they were just like. <clears throat> I can't even think of what they were. So like I, Newgrounds.com? I no, not Newgrounds. They were like, they had like a cast of characters like Homestar Runner, but they were like extremely violent and raunchy and like gross. And Happy Tree Friends. Happy Tree Friends, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah they yeah, did yeah. the, the Streetlight Manifesto music video. Yeah. Do you remember that that era? Yeah. I was on the internet then. <laughs> it was, it was, your options were that or Red vs. Blue or Homestar Runner or Newgrounds. Hum- Red vs. Blue was... The best. The, it, yeah, the best. Because it was hilarious, and then it was actually good. Yeah, it was like... Like, the end oh, of Red vs. Blue something. made me cry. Legitimately. Did the end of this make you cry? Uh, no. The middle did, not the end. Now, Harry Osborn. This movie would MJ refuse... Che- it refuses to, refuse to start. It also refused to end. MJ cheats on Harry... Like, nobody will tell Harry anything. I get why he's a little resentful. Yeah. I get why he's got, like, I'm going to be a villain vibes. Yeah, and then they don't really turn him into a villain. Yeah, they do. Do they? He's the Hobgoblin, right? It, did they actually do that? Yeah. I haven't seen, I've like, seen Spider-Man 3 once. You saw it in theaters with, with me and Molly Raber? Yeah, that's the only time I've seen it. No way. Oh, it's pretty good. No, it's not. <laughs> I watched it in theaters with you, and I was like, that was awful. <laughs> That kid from that? Uh, that kid from that seventy show can't act. <laughs> turns out, turns out he can actually act. Yeah, but not. You watch like Black Klansman. Tover Grace is fantastic. Yeah, but he's not this. He's not Venom. Neither is Tom Hardy. God, people are all excited about that new movie, and I think it's going to get good reviews. The previews, the 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 trailers is what they call them. They look, look awful. So insanely bad. So bad. It looks like they doubled down on everything I didn't like about the first one. Now, I would absolutely rather see that than Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah, 110%. Dear Evan Hansen looks unwatchable. <laughs> unwatchable. We got it 44%. Ugh. We're not covering that on this show. Next week, we are covering Twilight, yeah. which is. Gotta yeah. be worse. Gotta, gotta be worse. Be worse. <laughs> I'm gonna read the book Ugh. between now and then. I'm actually gonna do it. I might. I might. How long is it? How long is that audio? Thicker than you think. I believe because the book book is like a it's like a it's like a tome. Yeah. Hang on. I'll be right back. I'll grab it. Okay. To tell you. You have like a physical copy of the book. I think he has it. Ethan has been a Stephanie Meyer stan for 20. This is the Tenny's episode. Uh, But Ethan has been a Stephanie Meyer stan for as long as I've known him. Uh, One of the tattoos he doesn't talk about often is his Stephanie Meyer tattoo. Uh, it's just her name like it's it's like her signature but it's like there's no like twilight references or anything but it's it's there and it's kind of cool you know because he met her at a meet and greet and she signed and then he went and got it tattooed so it's kind of like this little little homage 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 this piece of shit is 
498 pages. When did you buy it? I can't hear you. Oh. That's nearly 500 pages. What's up? When did you buy it? I didn't buy it. These are Caitlin's. Uh, uh, it looks like you bought it. <laughs> this looks like it would be 700 pages. Oh, so it's like Bible paper? No, it's thick. Oh, the other way around. The other way it's, around, it's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's like cardboard. <laughs> yeah. It's like my daughter's books. It's a board book. Ooh, the chapters have titles. I like it when chapters have titles. I'm currently reading- There's a quote. Uh, the first page is a fucking quote from Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the hash browns this week? Is Ethan, Ethan reads the first chapter of Twilight. Is that the hash browns? No, I was told to give it back because Caitlin was literally about to read it right now. No way. She just finished watching New Moon. I think. Is that the last one? No, if it's somebody, the second one. I, this is something that frustrates me is when people are like, I don't know which of the Harry Potter books is Chamber of Secrets. Is that the fifth one? Like, how on earth can you possibly not know that? But then somebody asks me about Twilight, and I'm like, no, I have no idea which. Well, there's a big difference between those things. (laughs) Okay, I gotta go give this back. Okay. Veronica Roth. Can you imagine Tyler, the English teacher? We're reading the Hunger Games this week, guys. It's a prophetic tale. We're gonna we're gonna split into districts. No, I don't think we'd do that. What would you teach in your English class? Yeah, I can understand not knowing what order the Twilight books go in, as opposed to not understanding what order the Harry Potter books go in. I will say, despite that comment, I do get Order of the Phoenix and Half-Blood Prince mixed up a lot. Okay. I'm sorry. I can't sleep sometimes. Like, I didn't know we were talking about shitty personal problems. (laughs) Uh, I can't sleep uh, as long as we're talking about shitty personal problems. My, like, first night in a bed in a new place, I have a really hard time sleeping. And uh, the past two nights have been my first night in a bed in a new place. I hate that. Yeah. And so it's like, I don't, how do I, how do I combat this? This is night two, but I'm going to be up late. So it doesn't matter. You're going to be up late. Well, I mean, I'm going to be up until like midnight talking to you. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. And then I've got a three hour D&D session after this. (laughs) Have fun. I'll be asleep. No, I don't have that. And then I'll probably be up like two. That's been my, my regimen lately is go to bed at like midnight, stay, be up from two to four. Do you think if I was in an interview for, if we were in an interview for this, you know, local high school English teacher collaboration class and they said, what are your qualifications? And I responded with, I literally played Dungeons and Dragons with a best-selling author. Do you think they would be like, okay, we'll take it. Also, can we read the kissing booth in our class? <laughs> I wonder if there's like licensing for that. I wonder if you can just call Beth on Zoom during the class and be like, today we're talking to a professional author. I mean, yeah. Who's gonna teach you is gonna teach you to start writing novels now. Because I tell you, that's one thing that's the big reason I've never written a novel, is because when I was fifteen, nobody told me that you can just write fifty thousand words or seventy thousand words. Like it didn't seem like an actual achievable goal. Yeah, I would agree with that. But yeah. I still haven't achieved it. So like, I is it is but, it an actual reasonable achievable goal? Because I'm 28, and it's starting well, to feel maybe, like maybe I'm just not built for this. Well, maybe if somebody said it's possible to do, you know, you don't have to have some some special chutzpah, some special X factor. That like, I think one of the big problems is that no, I think you absolutely have to have some special X factor to be an author. Well, to be a successful author, but there are plenty of people who put together. I mean, if you get on indie book Amazon recommendations, like 
have you been targeted by that world before where like every other Instagram post is an indie book that you can download for free? No, this happens to me constantly because they always get me because I have some great cover art and some quote that's like, it's like Harry Potter meets something, anything meets Neil Gaiman. It's like, I think that's just Harry Potter still. Yeah, um, I think that's just, <laughs> I think that's Harry Potter and the prisoner of Azkaban is what you're thinking of. Uh, but the, so they'll have that and then like I'll go and it's free to download on Kindle. So I'll just download it because like maybe one day I'll read it. But the result of that is you start getting recommended ones that are like 15 book series and each one of them is a thousand pages long and nobody has ever read any of them. Right. But when so, I say I want to write a book, that's not what I mean, though. I know it doesn't. I know it's not. But like you can like I would write. literally be more successful writing porn on Wattpad. Like Correct. But I'm just saying those books do exist. Wait. One lady got on the internet the other day and was like, if I read 200 books a year for the next 50 years of my life, I only get to read, I don't know, whatever that math tracks out to, 2,000 more books, 20,000, 10,000, 200 times 50. Yeah, my, brain just, so my brain just made like like chipmunk <laughs> noises, like, like radio <laughs> static in there. <laughs> 10,000. I can read 10,000 more books. Do not ask uh, me to teach math. I don't remember I how to do math. math. I could teach probably through algebra two. No, through pre-calc. I think I could do that. I mean, like I would want to, you know, be able to review the lesson plans before I had to go in and teach it. But I think I could. Yeah, but I could go in tomorrow and teach the great Gatsby. Yes. Yes, I could. But I did also read the great Gatsby this year. I did yeah. not. But I didn't read, read, I didn't read Common Core Mathematics for Dummies. <laughs> right. I don't even know what Common Core is, is the reason I can't teach math. Common Core just makes things easier. It just... Right, uh, but at, sure, it makes things easier, but I don't know it. Like, I've never used it. It would be approximately like, Ethan, go teach Portuguese. <laughs> <laughs> it's easier than Spanish. <laughs> it's not... A, yeah. <laughs> no, it's A. No, it's not. Um... <laughs> I don't even know what I was talking about, Ethan. Couldn't tell you. Let's talk about Tobert Maguire. Um, so he's he's going to be in that newfangled Spider-Man No Way Home, allegedly, with Willem Dafoe, allegedly, and Jamie Foxx confirmed, and Alfred Molina confirmed. And Tom Holland confirmed. And Tom Holland confirmed, obviously. Tom Holland is Zen- currently Spider-Man. Zendaya confirmed. Zendaya confirmed. Benedict Cumberbatch confirmed. Oof. Benedict Wong confirmed. Benedict Wong needs to be in every MCU film Robert, moving forward. Robert Downey Jr. probably unconfirmed. I I would be very surprised if he doesn't at least have a voice part somewhere. In That's there. like Peter. Use the force. Use the force, Peter. They, uh, did you know that in, in The Rise of Skywalker, Ewan McGregor's line was added like two weeks before it was released? Nice. Yeah. I think it even like, I can't remember the story exactly, but I think it was like in a screening. And after the screening, JJ called Ewan McGregor and was like, hey, can you record this and send it over? <laughs> That's fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> The Emmys were last week, and he said that uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi series was good. The Emmys were so like last something. night. Well, it's Tuesday, so they weren't last night. Yeah, they were. They were Sunday night, weren't they? I thought they were Monday night. Aren't award know. shows normally on Monday? Award shows are normally on Monday. Last week was the Met Gala. The Emmys are definitely more recent than that. I said last week. They were September 19th, which was Sunday night. That's not last week. This Whatever. From when this episode comes out, this is the first episode since the Emmys, is what I'm saying. <laughs> That's this Ted week. Lasso, Ted Lasso did good, but 
more specifically, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi was there. Ewan McGregor comes out and he, he presented an award and he said that filming had wrapped on the Obi-Wan Kenobi series and that it was very good. Yeah. Granted, I, I would be very surprised if he came out and he was like, yeah, we wrapped on uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi and it was utter shit. garbage. <laughs> you would Hated not it. like Hated it. Hated it. <laughs> so uncivilized. Have you seen the TikTok trend that uses teenagers about My Chemical Romance? Yes. And it's like adults talking about teenagers scaring them. And the scene yes. from, from Attack of the Clones where Anakin jumps out of the speeder. And it that freeze frames in, on Obi-Wan and it's like, teenagers scared the living shit out of me. That is in Revenge of the Sith. But yes. Is it? No. Yeah. Uh, no shot. It's got to be Attack of the Clones. I haven't seen her in 10 years. She barely recognizes me. Yeah, that's Attack of the Clones. Yeah. But I think he's she. I think she's a changeling. Yeah, that's Attack of the Clones. Where is she? Yeah, you're right. Because Jango's alive, duh. Yeah, yeah, Attack of the Clones. That's Attack of the Clones for sure. Yeah. That's like the, the whole Kickstarter event. Oh, that is a weird moment where they're like, they have to specify that the bounty hunter is a she. There's also a homophobic quote in Spider-Man 2002, which was the same year. Oh, yeah. The thing about your, is that your husband's outfit? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, macho man, Randy Savage. May he rest in peace. I'd say, I think I was thinking about how they did the wrestling thing here. And I think that was a smart move because you've got to do like fight choreography for superheroes. Like Shang-Chi I guess, did, exi- did exist then. Like Crouching Tiger, Higgin, Dragon was around this time. Yeah. But like the thought of doing that for a superhero movie was non-existent. So going to literally the most popular form of fight entertainment there is and including that in your superhero movie and getting Macho Man Randy Savage to do it to me. To play is Bone like a- Saw. Bone Saw is ready. You're not going anywhere. I got you for three you. minutes. Three minutes. Three minutes of playtime. And then, and then yeah, a thousand bucks for three minutes. You pinned him in two. I give you a hundred. You're lucky. And then he gets robbed. And then Spider-Man kills that guy. Yeah, because this movie is unnecessarily heavy. Yeah. Uncle Ben dies in the street and he's like, no, nah, I don't care. And he goes and kills that guy. Like, imagine if you got to the the cave in Iron Man and Robert Downey Jr. was just like, hey, guy, I'm going to strangle you to death instead of helping you let me or letting you help my heart. That dude is an unsung hero of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, who, Joe Cool? No. What's his name? This guy, the guy that kills Spider-Man's parents or the guy that the Ten Rings guy? No, <laughs> he's not a Ten Rings guy. The guy in the cell with him. That hooks the battery yeah. up. To yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Head. I don't know his name. I keep wanting to say Ed the guy Selvig, that kills Uncle Ben is Joe Cool, right? right? Or is that the guy that kills Batman's parents? I don't know. Who's Joe Cool? I, he's got to be the guy that kills Batman's parents. Then the burglar is the official title for the guy that kills Uncle Ben. I do know in Spider-Man Three they like retcon this story, which I I'm not crazy about. They were like, oh yeah, the Sandman was there too, the Sandman, and he's kind of got like a reasonable backstory oh no 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 he's no, no. he's he's not the burglar he's the burglar yeah like capital t capital b yeah okay who i thought he for sure Batman's was parents. joe chill joe chill is who kills bat is who kills batman's parents yeah joe cool is one of snoopy's alter egos like snoopy joe from the peanuts chill. joe oh. chill <laughs> Yeah, Snoopy apparently has an alter ego where he wears cool sunglasses and has a sweater that says Joe Cool on it. I did not know that. Uh. <laughs> there is there is canon to the Snoopy universe 
that like, like there's so much lore entrenched in there that I just have no. Yeah, it's almost like they didn't put Peanuts whatsoever. comics out like every day forever. Forever. Yeah. For, like since the dawn of time. Yeah. I truly think since the dawn of time. I'm pretty oh. sure time started so at, around um, 1995. Chef, yeah, cool. I don't care what you're talking about. I have something to tell you. Um, <laughs> I was at, I, I went to, to the coffee shop where I do some of my reading today and they sell yeah. assorted comic books there. Yeah. And <laughs> there was an issue of, I don't know, issue whatever, this, this month's issue of the new Teen Titans, which was literally titled, It Finally Happens, colon, Starfire Kills a Guy. <laughs> <laughs> like that was the name of the book. I want to see it. Who's Starfire Kill? Maybe it's just Starfire it Kills. I don't know, but yeah, it finally happened. Starfire Kills issue thirty-six of the New Teen Titans nineteen eighty-four second series. It's nineteen eighty-four. No, it's twenty twenty-one. But oh. that comic came out then. Ah. But yeah, I was just like standing there next to the comic rack and I was like, what does this say? <laughs> Comics are wild, man. They just they just keep putting Dude, them out. I wish I could. We've talked about this before. I wish I could freaking read comics. I wish I could get into it and care. Yeah, I just can't. There's too many of them. There's too many and they're too. It's the same problem with the movies and the shows. Is they're too intertwined. They're too. Like, I don't know. I feel like I walked out of the theater from Shang-Chi and I was like, I want to read every issue this character has ever appeared in. And that's just not possible. A, it's not possible. And B, like, the other problem with that, is, and I don't know if you feel the same way as me, but, like, I come out of the theater after seeing Shang-Chi, and I was like, I'm glad I never heard of this guy before. Yeah, I loved this story. I loved this story. I loved it exactly as it was presented to me. I don't want to go in with any... Like, I love it when Marvel introduces new characters to me at this point because I don't know anything about them, right? Right, and I think there is this like sort of expectation that if you went and saw Peter Parker in a new movie, if they rebooted Spider-Man for a fourth time, fifth since time. the new millennium, fifth time since the new millennium, uh, although technically it would be the fourth Peter Parker, but well, it would be like sixth Peter Parker. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I forgot about Peter Parker and Peter B. Parker. Yeah, um, and Peter Parker from Spider-Man PS4, if you count that, which you probably don't. I mean, um, you honestly though, honestly though, you probably should. Those games are incredible. Yeah. And they're like Agreed. very detailed. They have a lot of story. What I'm saying is if you introduced a character named Peter Parker and there was no Uncle Ben, there was no Aunt May, there was no and he wasn't a high schooler kid from New York. He was like a he was like a a, a band kid from St. Louis. Like it just wouldn't like it, like you'd be mad. Like his yeah. character has has grown to a point where like he has to exist. The you can, there's only so much derivation that you can make. But surely, surely. So I, I've been I've been re-listening to the Adventure Zone, um, which doesn't have anything to do with Spider Man, but I do think introduces a very interesting um, point vis-a-vis -vis reboots. Because in the eleventh hour arc they do in the Adventure Zone balance, um, they they eventually Griffin just stops making them repeat the beginning parts of this like time loop they're in. Yeah, and that's what Spider-Man: Homecoming does. And Spider-Man: Homecoming is important for that reason of like Uncle Ben's already dead, right? Like I'm I do not need to watch Uncle Ben die again ever, right? Because right. they've proven now that they can have a successful. Peter Parker having Uncle Ben die off screen, but they also prove with the Spider Verse that they can do it differently and still like yeah uncle, well, they, they the also prove in, they prove with spider-verse that they could totally make a miles morales movie marvel's just cowards yeah because he's still because he's still made the movie, like no they didn't 
well, I mean, Marvel licensed the characters. Sure, yeah, they licensed the characters, whatever. Kevin Feige didn't have anything to do with Welcome to the Spider-Verse, Into the Spider-Verse. Right. That's what I mean by Marvel. Like, not not lowercase m, Marvel, like, you know what I mean. Capital, capital Kevin M, Feige. Marvel. Yeah. The MCU are cowards that they won't pu- put Miles Morales in a movie as yes, Spider-Man. Because they're, st- I guarantee you they're still not going to do it. I would not be surprised if they did. They set it up in Homecoming, right? Because like Aaron he, Davis he, is in he, it. Uh, Aaron Davis is in it, yeah. So, and he mentions Miles. Yeah. So. Well, he mentions a nephew. Yeah. Aaron Davis is the, what is he, the Predator? The Prowler. Prowler, that's what he is. Yeah, not the Predator. That's a, that's a good movie. Yeah. But also, also, they wrote themselves out of ever having to do a Miles Morales, though, with Aaron Davis, because Aaron Davis is like, man, I got a nephew. I don't want these guns on the street. So, like, Aaron Davis is out there protecting his nephew so he doesn't have to fight crime. Or fight for crime. But I think it's very easy to imagine Aaron Davis, like, I I think you could easily write that into his oh, character. Oh, def- you de- like, definitely could. But I don't think they're going to. I truly don't. I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. That they're going to do their own... But I, I truly think they're going to do their own, like, Spider-Man multiverse without Miles Morales. Just three Peter Parkers. I think that's a missed opportunity. But I'm, I'm with you. I think they will. But if Emma Stone shows up as, like, Spider-Gwen or, like... Emma Stone can't you know show up as Spider-Gwen. Why not? Because she's dead. Because, yes. Yeah, that Gwen Stacy doesn't become Spider-Gwen. Because she died. Sp- well, it's not even that. Spider-Gwen doesn't have a Peter. Peter dies. That's the story in yeah. Spider-Verse, is that yeah. Peter dies instead of instead of Uncle Ben. Yeah. She has to to just take over the Spider Mantle. Yeah, I love Spider Man as a character. Like, don't get me wrong, this movie, and I think I'm rating it harshly just because I am like mad at my childhood for betraying me. I love the character of Spider Man immensely. I don't care who plays him. I don't care what Spider Man he is. I love Spider Man. Spider Man is a quintessential comic book hero. Um, Stan Lee on on it was before Tom ever took the stand. But he talked about, like, the reason Andrew and Toby both did such a good job is he was like, yeah, it's an easy-to-play character. He's extremely relatable. (laughs) Yeah. It's just a guy that gets bitten by a spider, and one of those spider's men gets actual spider web powers, and the other ones don't. I I don't know how they do it in the comics, and I think it's, it's varied from comic to comic. I know as a kid, I was like, obviously, he should have natural web shooters. And Jonathan always made the argument that, like, if he has to build the web shooters, then they can fail. And if, he, if they can fail, then it's like a stupid weakness. It's a weakness I don't want to care about. I just want the suit to work. And, but the web powers uh, fail him even when they're natural. Two. Not in this one. No, but in the in Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies, they do fail him. Yeah, they do. Yeah. But... Watching it this time around, I was like, that's kind of gross. That's kind of yeah. It's kind of yeah. You just got this little white spot on your arm, you teenage boy. Yeah, you don't need to keep. Teenager. You don't need to follow that rabbit. Yeah, you're nasty. You're nasty. Um, J- uh, J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson is such an underrated character. Correct. Like he's so good. Well, not at that really. Role. No, he's so good at it that twenty years later he was cast again. So yeah, I, I mean, wouldn't call fair. it underrated. That's fair. <laughs> Like he's such an integral part of these movies, even he though he's is. not like, no, but he makes a, like an interesting commentary, especially for young kids that I think is important. A lot of people don't realize like J. Jonah Jameson has been as a fictional character pointing out media bias and forever. the person behind the story is a human being writing a story. Yeah. Since like the, yeah, since forever. And I think that's such an important 
theme to display. Yeah, and it's almost like Stanley and Jack Kirby were huge flaming liberals since the dawn of time and definitely <laughs> wouldn't write the Punisher to be a freaking like cop sympathizer. He definitely was not a cop sympathizer. <laughs> definitely wouldn't have been a Confederate sympathizer. No. He's from New York, isn't he? I, they're all from New York. What would it take me to sound New York City? I th this one river? does. Th this group of Spider-Man movies, with the exception of Spider-Verse, this group of Spider-Man movies does the best of the best job of New York as character. The Raimi ones? Yeah. I don't know that I agree. Well, it's not Tom Holland. You don't think it's Tom? You don't? You think it's not Tom Holland? I guess I, he has one of them in DC. He has one, one in DC in like, and one out in the boonies in Long Island. Right, yeah, like Staten Island or Like whatever. the fact that you see, uh, yeah, no, not Staten Island. Can you imagine Tom Holland on Staten on Island? On Staten Island. Like Pete Davidson's, Pete Davidson's there. there just like, bro, <laughs> Spider-Man, are you kidding me, bro? <laughs> yeah, so oh. like, I was outside last night and Spider-Man came <laughs> flying past the house on his webs, right? Have you seen- You're gonna uh, have a rough eight months. <laughs> Shit's really good. Bro, I love you. I love you, right? Shit's catchy. Shit is very catchy. You're gonna have a rough eight months. Have you seen the um last or uh weekend update where Colin Jost and and Pete are talking about their like how Staten Island hates Pete Davidson and yeah. loves Colin Jost? Yeah. <laughs> what is Staten Island? It's an island. Is it real? Yeah, I've been there. It's beautiful. Have I been there? I don't think so. My dad thought it was a quintessential part of my learning New York experience to take the ferry. So you can ferry from this island to Manhattan? Correct. Like the north side of Manhattan? Because uh, on the south side, you'd be going to Hoboken. I think it's... Hang on. Let me get a map here. That'd be a long ferry. Where? To like Hoboken? Um, Specifically to Hoboken? Probably, yeah. Staten Island is south. Directly south. Okay, yeah, because that's the part of Manhattan that you visit. Is the No, is yeah, the yeah, directly south. of uh, Like, like directly south of Jersey City and, and Bayonne. It's oh, not a very long it. ferry to Hoboken. It's a very long no, ferry from, to Staten Island. Yeah, from Hoboken to New York. To Manhattan. Yeah. You it's can not a very long ferry at all. No? It's a very short ferry. I don't think there's a ferry. I think you just go across the bridge or the tunnel. Oh. The HRBT? The, the the Holland Tunnel or the Lincoln Tunnel. I, it's, Hoboken is, its is between the Holland Tunnel and the Lincoln Tunnel. And we need to stop talking about New York or I'm going to start falling into the accent. What, where Ethan Ethan talks like his dad? Yeah, he talks like his dad. Starts Stops being able to say the word dog. <laughs> what? What's the word for dog? D dog. 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 D-W-A-W-G. Dog. Yeah, Staten Island is, it's a big island. I mean, it's not as big as Manhattan. It might be bigger than Manhattan. It's not as long as Manhattan, uh, but it has, it's definitely not bigger than Manhattan, but it has, uh, no, it is bigger than Manhattan. It has like a third of the people, but it's a cool ferry ride. You gotta, um, you gotta pass the Statue of Liberty. It's a great view of the Statue of Liberty. You've been to the Statue? I have been to the Statue. I haven't been in the Statue. I went to the statue in like 03 when you definitely couldn't go in the statue. When you were not allowed inside the statue. Can you go? I've never been in the statue. I've never been in the, uh, i never been in the Washington Monument. There's a Mandela effect. I have effect. been. I, I was inside of uh, one of the World Trade Centers like that year. I, I don't know if I've been inside. I've been inside the Empire State Building. I've, I've been, been the inside the Empire State Building. I've been inside 30 Rock. I have not been inside of uh, one Freedom Plaza or whatever the new one is. The people who listen to this show from New York are like, wow, cool. You've been a tourist. That's good for you, buddy. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> good for have you been to the good soup place have you because that's a touristy thing too what okay. the, the, the soup nazi place from seinfeld i have yeah, in, i have indeed a, i have indeed been there <laughs> I don't know that I've like gotten out of the vehicle and walked over to whatever is there now, but I've been on a bus that said, that's the soup Nazi place. Yeah. And then I said, oh, cool. I know that episode. Yeah. 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 They would be like, I mean, what what is a non-touristy thing to do in New York? Hey, have you ever gotten Starbucks in New York? There isn't isn't one is the thing. Like (laughs) you could go see downtown theater. That sounds super touristy. No, like not Broadway. Yeah, that's like, yeah, I went to New York and we saw some off-Broadway shows because we're like real deal tourists. Yeah, go to see we a show at like, the public. Uh, I, like if you can find the McLaren's pub, that's what that's when you are like, I've truly escaped the tourists. I mean, you just you you um you go to Brooklyn, like you go to Brooklyn. Yeah, you guess you go to Brooklyn. That would be or not Queens as fun as, to not go to a, a Mets game, go to the Bronx and not go to a Yankee game. Go to Staten Island for literally any reason. <laughs> uh, do you think we should go to a Mets game? Yeah. yeah. And like buy in? I've always thought about I, I, there's there's some part of my of my brain that is destined to end up a Mets fan. I just because I like know as my soon as I Rachel. as soon as I think about the Mets, I get this like longing to be part of it. Yeah. I don't so know. My cousin Rachel is a is well, she lives in Boston. So she They've always been Red Sox fans, but they've also been like real deal Mets fans. My grandfather is a Mets fan. You know how like when stadiums go down and they build new ones, you can like buy part of the brick from the original stadium. He's got Shea Stadium brick. He's got Shea Stadium that's, brick. That's fucking cool. Honestly, that's really yeah. cool. Yeah. And my father-in-law has, has uh, oh my God, what was the name of the freaking old Washington Stadium? Uh, Robert F. Kennedy Memorial Stadium. RFK. Yeah. yeah. He's got the RFK brick. Man, they need to they need to put the 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 Washington football team back at RFK. <laughs> they need to put them anywhere else. No, they they need they need to be inside the city. They need to change the yes. colors to red, white, and blue and buy in. Yes, I here's my thing. I think you should put them on the mall, and the Washington football team plays between the Lincoln Memorial and the Washington and, Monument. And the Washington Monument. Like, get rid of the Mirror Pond. Get rid of that place where, like, grown Build a men football stadium. It's about the Mets, baby. <laughs> it's, it's not about the money, Spider-Man. It's about the Mets. And, and change them to the Washington Metropolitans. And, like... i tell you, the, one, the, the best one I've heard so far was DC Sentinels. Uh, this is not going to be Sentinels. I know, but that's so good. Change it to DC. A, oh, oh. It's going to be the Washington Red Wolves, almost guaranteed. That's so lame. I know it it's is. Awful. I want I want the hogs. I'm still I don't want the hogs either. Warthog's a gross at least animal. It, at least it's got history with the team. It's, it's Who cares? Got, like, you maintain some of the legacy. I cares. Now I'm currently wearing the old team name. You I'm hey hey sorry. hey hey bud, you don't deserve a legacy, okay? The Washington football team is not deserving of a legacy. That is one of the top ten worst fan bases in sports. Disagree. because I, I, I've been to games at that stadium. That is a disgrace to football. Listen, when you go to when you spend your life near College Town and you go to college games, it's just not the same. And then you're going to be like, "Well, it's not how Packer games are. Packer games are the exception. They're not the exception, though. Okay, they, they might be for for away travel. They might be the exception, but like I know for a fact that that's the weakest fan base in the NFC East. 
The NFC East should be the the four strongest fan bases, though. Oh, it's three of them, and Washington. And Washington, I know it's it's very. The Eagles are diehards. The Giants are diehards. The Cowboys are diehards. The Washington. Here's the thing. The Washington football team. People are like, uh, cool football. You sit down at games. Thanks. I know. Yeah. Uh, Here's the thing is like the Giants have won Super Bowls in my lifetime. The Eagles have won Super Bowls in my lifetime. The Cowboys are the Cowboys and the Washington football team should be one of those three things. They should be the Cowboys. Honestly, it should be like you are as diehard for the Washington football team as you are for the Cowboys because they're not winning Super Bowls. So you have to be the Cowboys, right? Right. Like they should be the Red Sox of football, but then the Red Sox go and win the series in 04 and now they've had a good run ever since then. Yeah. So it's like but they're not any of those things and they get embarrassed by like the Cleveland fan base and Cleveland's terrible. Cleveland's the Mets. No, the Mets win the the series, don't they? No, no, absolutely not. (laughs) They don't? The Mets are trash. Probably 1969. No way. The Miracle Mets, I guarantee you. The Mets are the new Cubs. Oh, they won in 86. Sorry. 86 and 69. They have two ever. That's so I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure 86, the Mets and the Bears won. And that was the last time either of those teams won the Super Bowl. I'm pretty sure. That's so embarrassing. Those are both teams that wear blue and orange. 85. Was the Bears? It would have been played in, in February of, yeah. uh, of 86. January, I guess, at that time of 86. Yeah. It's all about the Mets, baby. <laughs> I know my I know my cousin Rachel is listening, and she's like, she's gonna tell me no, double down on the Sox, or yes, invest in the Mets. Nah, the Sox are boring though. The Sox are so boring. The Sox don't have the curse anymore. I yeah, know it's they been seventeen being, years. They stop being fun. And, well, they've won a bunch of Super, Bowl, or Super Bowls series in between now and then. But right, at they've least won like three. like three or four. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was a team that was a that was a scrappy baseball team. It was the same when the Cubs won in 16. Then that was a great moment for sports. The scrappy baseball team. They had Johnny Damon. Uh, I don't think they did. I'm pretty sure he was gone by then. If he wasn't, he was definitely scruffy. That was old scruffy Damon. Long hair. Jesus. Well, yeah, I mean, he had the long hair. Uh, Another standout season hit 304. Is that good? 304 is good. Yeah. Yeah. That's, the inherent, for that's the inherent problem with baseball is that like is a, that good, a good, good season is hitting, hitting the ball, getting a hit on less than a third of your at bats. Yeah. Slightly less. If than your quarterback a third, hits a third of his passes, he's fired. Yeah. He does not have a job. Fired. That's about the inherent to not be the case because there, there are no quarterbacks out there, but we'll see. I'll tell you one thing. There are plenty of quarterbacks out there. Cameron Newton does not have a job. I know. And Washington is starting a quarterback from Old Dominion University. He's doing pretty well, honestly. He's the he's the best. It could be he's it could be us worse. To the Super Bowl. It could be worse. He's not the best. He's not even the best quarterback in the DMV, though. Lamar Jackson's got him owned. So does Logan Thomas. And Logan Thomas, he's not Logan the best Thomas quarterback is on the tight end. He's exactly where he needs to be. Yeah, he is because he's one of the best tight ends in the league. Uh, especially since he's tall and Taylor Heineke. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Why, why are they? Pl- why is the NFC playing this year? Philly won a game. Yeah, but why are they? They won the first. Not, game. Not, no, 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 not the NFC East. Why is the NFC in general playing? Uh, you think it's about the Chiefs and the Bucks because the Chiefs are in the NFC. I mean, the Chiefs are in the AFC. The Bucks are in the NFC. Yes, sorry, but like that's that's. I mean, that's one of the best football teams that's ever been compiled. Straight up. 
The Chiefs? No, the the current Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh yeah, they're gonna one win of the best ever the Super Bowl again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they might they might not win, but they will go. Oh yeah. They nobody ain't Tom nobody is, beating Tom that team. Tom is in record form. Yeah. So is Gronk. So is again when Rob Gronkowski is your fourth option. Yeah. You're doing okay with a, a, a Bruce Arians coach team. That that incredible. They lost nobody on either side of the ball. Incredible. Lamar Jackson, Sean, I'll tell you one thing. So you're talking about the Baltimore Ravens. You know how easy it would be to buy into the Ravens or the Panthers and be like, that's my team because they're relatively local. Yeah. But do you know how hard it is to buy into the Ravens? No. Here's my thing. There's some Earlier part of me this, that, is, that has always loved the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> there's, there's, there's some part of me that, like, earlier in this show, we talked about teaching English class. Yeah. There's only one NFL team named after a poem. Yeah. And it's the Baltimore Ravens. The, the Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens. You got to delete all of the all the constants out of that word. Baltimore. But I just can't Baltimore do Ravens. It, I just They got, they got Lamar the Jackson. Ravens. They got Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> Lamar Jackson. I... I I remember, and I will hold this over Chris Millahan. I remember when Lamar Jackson was at Louisville, and I was like, that guy's going to be something in the league. And Chris, everybody else I talked to was like, nah, he's going to fail. He's going to suck. And I was like, he's not. He's not going to suck. I think I said to you on this show that Lamar Jackson was a real deal when he was at Louisville. No and shot. You were like, no. He wasn't. We didn't no. start this show at that point. Did we not? I think we did. This is his third year in the league, right? We certainly weren't talking about the NFL football at that point. We I remember a, talking about Lamar a, Jackson. We had a script still. And there was a LSU uh, LSU running back who's still in the league, Derrick Henry. Yeah. And I said, he's the real deal. And he's somebody, not. I think you were like, no, he's not. Yes, he is. Derrick Henry is absolutely not the real deal. Are you kidding me? I don't me? even think he starts anymore. Yes, he does. This season, he has 240 yards and three touchdowns. There's been two games. Okay, fair. I thought he wasn't even starting. Uh, where is he? Tennessee. Still? Dang. Well, that's yep. why. Nobody's the real deal in Tennessee. Who's their quarterback? Tannehill still? Uh, I don't know who's playing quarterback in Tennessee. You're in Tennessee right now. I know. I know. Aaron Murray? No. Joe Milton? <laughs> Not Cam Newton. It should be Cam Newton. Cam Newton fit to become uh, the new Colin oh, Kaepernick for no reason. Sorry, I'm looking at college. I don't know oh, like the University of Tennessee? It's not Trevor yeah. Lawrence. I know that much. No, uh, it is Tannehill. And Logan Woodside. Whatever happened to Marcus Mariota? What happened to Tyrod Taylor? Where is he playing? He's starting in Texas for Houston. Is he in Houston? What happened to Sean no, Watson? Not, not in Houston. Uh, Tyrod Taylor's starting. He's having a good season. I thought he was starting in Tennessee. <laughs> no. Tyrod Taylor plays for the Houston Texans. Oh, dang. What happened to Sean Watson? Uh, Tyrod Taylor's on the IR. Oh, well, so is Ryan Fitzpatrick. So. Uh, he, Ryan Texans Fitzpatrick. rookie quarterback Davis Mills will start Thursday night against the Carolina Panthers in place of an injured Tyrod Taylor. Davis Mills? Rookie QB Davis Mills? Who? Where is Davis the, time, Where is Sean Watson? <laughs> what happened to Sean Watson? Watson? I haven't watched a single minute of professional football this year, I'll be honest with you. Have you really not? No, not a second. Oh my god. I've been watching every like every minute I can get, I've been watching. Yeah, I just can't find it in me to care this year. Oh, this is the first year. We went over and watched the college game at Chris's house, and I was like, oh, no, 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 no. This is bad. No, that was way more interesting. I don't know. I have I just don't have it. I it, the pandemic, man, killed my interest in the NFL. Not playing fantasy football, really, I guess maybe not interested. Maybe it was mom died. I don't know. I'm not just, playing fantasy is what has me more interested. Like now I can actually follow a team. I haven't. Of like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Well, 
We should watch them. There was a Packer game on Sunday. I was at a winery for it, but I also don't have cable. You have YouTube TV, don't you? Nope. Got rid of it. Wow. Uh, let's wrap. Yo, yo, yo. My name's Ethan Edgehill. I don't like pro football anymore, I guess. Yo. But you like the Mets, baby. I like the Mets, baby. <laughs> it's all about the Mets. Uh, no, I've just been having a hard time caring about sports recently. Just in general. Uh, sports has been, like, weirdly enough for me, it has been like a, maybe it's a now that I'm a dad thing. It's just become like a very much like, uh, this is time I can enjoy. Enjoy. Yeah. Maybe I'll have to find a new football team. You could like the Washington football That's team, greatest happen. football team That's in all the land. Happen. Of course it's not, because why would you like the thing that I like so that we could bond over why it? Would, Come on, because Because if you've ever done that in my entire life, you've just been a dick about the New England Patriots since I met you. So why don't you like the New England Patriots? We, I I go back to Belichick life. Why do I have to? But that's what I'm saying. It's like, why do I have to bend for you? I like the Packers. No, you don't. I've been. You've, ta- you've to been the talking shit stadium. to me for like. You've been talking shit to me for like ten years about the Packers. Even when we were winning, and your team, the Washington Football Team, was garbage. But we beat the Packers in Washington. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, and then Aaron Rodgers went off for the next seven games and made the playoffs, and the Washington Football Team didn't. Yeah. That's always been your thing here. is you get mad when people don't like your team, but you don't support anybody else's team. I, I, this is my thing about sports and, and, and me not, hey, me not liking the, the team formerly known as the, uh, uh, team currently known as the Washington Reds or Washington football team. Uh, I, 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 that predated you, my dude, by a long time. I've never liked that team ever. Yeah. But you never liked the Mets and you're about to like them. That's not true. I've not never liked the Mets. I didn't like it as much as I liked the Yankees, but I grew up in, in, you know, we grew up in prime Yankees time. I hate the Yankees. Well, back then it used to be fun to be a Yankees fan. You had guys like Derek Jeter and Alex Rodriguez playing for the Yankees. Guys like yeah. Mariano Rivera. Here's my thing on why you should. Here's my thing about football in general and sports in general. The reason that I oftentimes lose interest in sports, especially when I go to live games, is that sports fans are like mean. Like, I don't want to be mean to the fans of the other team. I don't want to be. Mean oh, I to love the being team. mean to the fans of the other team, especially if they support the University of North Carolina and are standing in front of me uh, see, in Blacksburg. I can't stand it. It just drives me nuts. It's, it's different in college, I guess. I don't it's know. It's not different just, in college. Your fan base just sucks. They don't no, care. No, that's not the case. Because uh, like, there are plenty of Washington football team fans who will go to FedEx Field and get in fight with like Eagles fans and stuff. I just want to I'm not go talking about getting games. in fights. I'm talking about good-natured competitive ribbing i'm a, i'm all down with competitive ribbing and giggles as long as we're both as long as like i don't know i i want it to be fun i want the whole process to be fun i don't want the other guy to be like hey screw you and your family it's like okay well then don't ever go to a virginia tech versus the university of north carolina football game because those guys suck right but i don't want to be mean, mean to them people. in that way mean spirited no, I'll get, back, I'll get back into football, I'm sure. I just kind of forgot the season was starting and didn't, like, adequately prepare myself. So now I'm just, like, not ready for football to have begun. I have other things on my mind. Well, such is life. Yeah. I know that uh got a, got a win in against the Lions and a loss in against the Bills. A handy loss against the Bills. We got yeah, like obliterated by the Bills. Yeah, it was on, bad. On Thursday night, yeah. Yeah, played no, Thursday night and then Thursday Monday night. night. No, they didn't play Thursday night. Played they were primetime. They were both primetime though. Yeah. We had a Thursday night game, which was exciting. We never get to see FedEx under the lights. We've been to a FedEx night game. Was it a Packer game? Yeah. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. It was 
cold. Yes, but and I'd go back. I would go back too. I like stadiums. Yeah, I like the. the I enjoy atmosphere. professional sports stadiums. I like them all though. It's not just stadiums though. Like I like arenas. I like like I'll go to a I. This is why I like football. Is that every week there, every team plays not necessarily a good game, but like every team goes out and attempts to play a good game. When I went and saw John Wall play for the Washington Wizards, I don't even remember who they played. They played the Atlanta team. Hawks. Were you there? Yeah, we went after DC multiple Wizards games. Okay, well, you and I saw John Wall, Bradley Beal play against Dwight Howard and Dennis Schroeder on the Hawks. But like neither team showed up at all. It was just bad basketball. You know? Yeah, because most like basketball teams are bad. Right. They didn't, but they didn't want, like, John Wall's the real deal, but he didn't want to win. That's why I think college He's basketball is the anymore. only time where, I know. Um, who is there? Who's their guy now? Uh, it was Westbrook. I think he's gone again, though. Oh. I don't know. I'll tell you, I've, I've been to several college basketball games. Um, that's a different. Uh, those dudes play. That's the only time where I say college is better. Yeah. Oh, uh, baseball as well, for sure. Oh, because yeah, in the baseball. Col- the College World Series is un- incredible. The Little League World Series is incredible. Yeah. Anyway, let's wrap. We can talk about football in the, the post show. We can talk Sounds about the Mets in the post show. The Mets. Uh, I've got. Also, you if you're going to try to sell score? me on why I should be a Jets fan as well, save your story, please. It is not going to happen. That's bad football. <laughs> I would never be a New York Jets fan. I respect myself too much. I could do it. I could do the Jets before I did the, the, the Giants. The Giants. Oh, I would be a Giants fan before a Jets fan for sure. Mm-hmm. That being said, the Jets do have a better fan base and like a better thing. Right, well, let's talk about let's talk about football in the post show, okay? Because I want to talk about Pat McAfee getting closure in Indianapolis. I, I, well, I sent you a TikTok oh, that you clearly uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, you did. No, I did. Okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> um, cool. Uh, this has been an episode. Oh no, 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 no. Hold on, we got to do the thing. I, I know. I've asked it three times if you get the listener score. Oh, did you? I didn't hear you. Yeah. <laughs> We've been talking. I do not have a listener score yet. I will get okay. it real quick. Well, to recap while you're working on it, I gave it a 90. You gave it a 55. 55. Rotten Critics gave it a 90. Uh, Metacritic a 73. And the Rotten Tomatoes audience a 67. Is that right? Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, just to give you an idea of the films that are similar to this, uh, you might also like The Day After Tomorrow, Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl, The Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. There's something about Mary and Ocean's 13. Walking out of this movie, <laughs> I was not for a moment like, you know what I need? A love triangle between Brett Favre, Cameron Diaz, and Ben Stiller. Wait, is that who's in there? Something about Mary is Brett Favre? He like he shows up. As, I mean, it's probably considered a cameo, but yeah, he's in it. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that movie. Like it comes up a few times in the movie where she's talking about her ex and she brings up Brett and then you <laughs> and then meet him at the Brett end of the movie Favre. and it's Brett Favre. <laughs> Next week on Bacon and Eggs. Twilight. We're covering Twilight with but Kayla Kishka. Kishka. That's that's your domain there, brother. What, pronouncing her name correctly? Yeah. Oh, Chris Elliott's in that movie? Lee Evans? Oh, yeah. Who the hell is Chris Elliott? You know who Chris Elliott is. No, I don't. I just asked who Chris Elliott was. He's that guy. He's that guy that, like, I don't know how to tell you. He's that guy. Was he in that thing you do? I don't think Chris Elliott is in that thing you do. Because that, as far as I know, do, is the, the movie that you've seen that I haven't. You've, you know who Chris Elliott is. So who is he? I don't know how to. He's in, like, 
He's in Osmosis Jones as Bob. He's in Snow Day as the Snowplow Man. <laughs> That's actually a pretty good description of who Chris Elliott is. He's, I mean, but it, most notably, he's in, uh, most notably recently anyway, he's one of like the main characters in Shit's Creek. He's in Groundhog Day as Larry. Oh, okay. I know who Chris Elliott is then. Yeah. He's Mickey Alden in uh, How I Met Your Mother. Man, that is a higher listener score than I expected. I'm surprised you didn't like this movie. That made me sad. I, this movie made me s- very sad. I did not enjoy watching this at all. I had no fun. Oh, um, what do you got for me for a listener? Eighty-three. That is higher than I expected. That brings the bacon and egg score to a clean seventy-seven point five, which rounds up to a seventy-eight, which gives us da 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 seventy-eight is going to be there are three movies that hit a 78 but they are all 78 point something not 77 rounded up uh and those three movies are the princess diaries the chronicles of narnia the line the witch in the wardrobe which just came up and high school musical t this high school musical 2 this does edge out the great gatsby and willow and high school musical one i still need to watch willow it's extremely good uh, anyway, this has been an episode of Bacon and Eggs. Uh, Bacon and Eggs is a production of WBNE Podcast Network. For more shows like this one you're listening to right now, and like uh, Curly Critics, a movie where, I mean, a show where uh, two lovely people with curly hair talk about pop culture and review it in actual reviews that probably mean something, unlike we do, where we talk about the NFL football and people's bumper stickers. The Mets, baby. The Mets, baby. It's not all about the money, Spider-Man. It's all about curly it's all, critics. It's all about curly critics. Hey, hit a home run. Curly critics, baby. Let's go. Um, <laughs> there's a preview for curly critics right here. Hi, I'm Curly and she's critic and we're the... No, wait. Our introduction goes like this. I'm Carrie. And I'm Jade. And we're the Curly Critics, and we review pop culture every week. Check us out as we review New Girl. The Narnia movies. And coming very soon, Harry Potter. New episodes out every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts or on WBNE.org. And don't forget, beavers aren't real. I also just want to highlight all of the shows on WBNE are very good. We used to have a list where like, we were able to rotate through them to make sure that we hit everybody all the time. And we just don't do that anymore. So, like, go listen to all of the shows. Please do. They're they're all um, better than this one, including yes. the other one I'm on, to which I put in much more effort. Thanks. I appreciate that. Well, you had another podcast, too, that you put in no effort on. And by no effort, I mean you stop doing it. I mean, I did put in more effort to that one than I did this one because I had to edit that one. And yes. I don't have to edit this. One. Well, all I'm saying is late to the party takes me eight times as long to edit as Bacon and Eggs does. You need to start putting that level of editing into bacon and eggs and like writing music for the show. And that would be you know, wild. Like every time, every time we say, Hey, Mets, baby, there's like a little organ that plays. Like, if you could give, here's the thing if you could give me eight weeks of lead time, then maybe, <laughs> <laughs> then baby, it's the Mets. When do the Mets play again? Probably right now or next year. Probably, yeah. They are currently playing top of the ninth, losing to the Red Sox three to six. Did they make the playoffs? Is it playoffs time? It's got to be. It's September twenty uh, first. They're third in the NL East, so so no that make them playoffs. That would not make them playoffs. Baseball playoffs are brutal to try to get into. Uh, they start on October fifth. October fifth, the Mets, baby. Let's watch the Mets. That's what the hash browns is. We're covering the ninth inning of the Mets game. <laughs> Live and in person.
Anyway, uh, this has been an episode of Bacon and Eggs. Our graphics are by Vaishan Brandon at Gra- Our graphics are by Vaishan Brandon at Vaishan Designs on Instagram. Our music is by Andrew Scott Bell. AndrewScottBellMusic.com uh, I've been Ethan Edgehill. He's been Tyler Carlin. And for more podcasts, you can go to WBNE.org or anywhere podcasts are found or sold or given away for free. And um, I'm Ethan Edgehill. He's Tyler Carlin. Until next time, Arriva Derchi. Ah, 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 ah